0: Free Easter reprieve or a hawkish pause? The Reserve Bank has broken its run of 10 consecutive interest rate rises, leaving the cash rate at 3.6%. Senior business correspondent Peter Ryan was at the Reserve Bank as the news broke this afternoon. Welcome back to RN Drive, Peter.
1: Yes, so good afternoon, Andy.
0: Will they, won't they? Experts were split as to whether the rate would be left on hold or hiked. It was clearly a close one for the RBA board. But given the chorus of voices calling for this pause, did the RBA listen? Did they really have a choice here?
1: Well, this was a really uh, fine line that the uh, Reserve Bank Board had to tread. Uh, given that inflation is still running at 6.8% in the year to February, that's incredibly high, well above the 2 to 3% target band. But you just have to go to the final paragraph of uh, Philip Lowe's statement that came as the announcement was uh, delivered, that uh, he expects that there could be some further tightening still in monetary policy to ensure that inflation uh, returns to target and that the board remains resolute in its determination to return inflation to target and they'll be doing whatever they, they can. So perhaps a, um, a bit of a sigh of relief, uh, a pause in April. But if the quarterly inflation numbers come out um, still high or steady or there's a surprise, that's on April the 26th. Well, you know, economists are now talking that there could actually be a rate hike on May, the first Tuesday in May, that might be the last one. But, you know, Philip Lowe's not saying that it's over just yet, but you could actually uh, hear some of the sighs of relief around the country (laughs) when the news hit. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely, Uh, even in my own household. Uh, So this is a strategic pause or there is some sense that interest rates may have peaked. I mean, you mentioned the critical quarterly inflation figures due out in a few weeks, but what was the RBA's language around this?
1: Well, um, after 10 consecutive uh, rate increases, remember this time last year, the cash rate from the RBA was at 0.1%, so you might as well say zero. Um, Now it's 3.6%, so that's been an incredible uh, rise, particularly given the size of mortgages these days. And I'm sure I don't have to be telling people about that problem. But the Reserve Bank now is basically um, sitting back, having a look at uh, whether or not these uh, rate hikes are working, whether the blunt instruments work working, as they say, to uh, consider the full effect of this substantial interest, uh, increase in interest rates, whether that's yet to be felt. Well, you go and knock on a few doors around town, you probably get a pretty quick answer. So that's why they've decided to um, hold rates steady just this month uh, to provide that additional time to assess the impact and whether they need to go in harder.
0: Yesterday, CoreLogic said some major capital cities are seeing house prices go up again. What are we to make of that? I mean, given the RBA board pointed to house prices declining as one aspect of squeezing household spending, how can we read into this, uh, this core logic data?
1: Well, this allows me to pull out that terrible term that I hate using, but I'll use it anyway. Unprecedented. (laughs) No, I'm over with unprecedented. But uh, the perfect perfect storm—that we've got everything going on at the moment—and you know, rates rising, rates on pause, but um, some sign that uh, the worst might be over, which means that people are thinking about buying homes, and which means that the demand is going up, and simply not enough properties being uh, being built. Or sold, and so that means that people may decide to borrow even more because rates are on hold. They might the um, the, the cash rate might be peaking, so that's actually adding more problems for the Reserve Bank. Uh, the Reserve Bank doesn't actually use interest rates officially to set house prices or manage house prices, but of course it's a lever that makes a bit of a difference uh, at the moment. So. You've got that. And then we, you know, had today uh, the uh, oil prices uh, surging. We yes. might be talking about, about that shortly. But that's another factor that's a bit of a wild card that's come in over the last few days that might have an inflationary impact.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. I mean, there obviously are many global factors at play uh, with our own inflation rate, but clearly oil is one of them. We saw OPEC make a surprise announcement to cut oil production over the weekend. That sent oil prices surging. I mean, how, how much of an impact do you think this will have on inflation here?
1: I think it's um, yet another variable, and it's a concern because the problem is that there are two messages. One is that OPEC is uh, cutting oil production because they think there's actually too much oil sloshing around the world at the moment. They can see in the United States there's a really big risk of a recession that could flow into the rest of the world. That means uh, lower industrial production, a slowdown. So, and they've seen the oil price come down from you know uh, 14 months ago of 120 US dollars a barrel down to as low as 70 US dollars a barrel. They need to get the price up. So that eventually is going to be passed on to the petrol bowser and we'll all be paying more for our petrol. That adds to inflation. That's another complication for the Reserve Bank, which they might have to consider in the coming months as they try to get inflation back closer to that uh, 2-3% to target band.
0: Yeah, I spoke with Ariel Ezrahi, an expert in Middle East diplomacy about this yesterday. I'll ask you the same question I asked him. Any idea how long this is likely to last for?
1: Well, it it really does depend, I think, on what happens in the United States. Uh, We have the situation with not just the impact of rising interest rates to control inflation, you know, hurting some parts of the economy, but, you know, one small bank in California can create contagion in the United States. There are a lot of concerns that there may be other issues out there in the US banking sector that we don't know about. And OPEC would be very concerned and watching very closely what happens in the US with banks, because if uh, banks come under Pressure that means that uh, credit will be harder to find. That means uh, less work going on in the world, and you know, uh, even though oil is the lifeblood or the uh, the uh, thing that keeps the wheels of the global economy turning, they may, may be less around, less of, less of it around, and OPEC's in the business of uh, keeping the oil price high, mm-hmm. and uh, which is why they're uh, they're cutting supply, and we'll be paying more.
0: Peter Ryan's the ABC senior business correspondent. Thanks so much. Good on you, Peter. Thanks,
1: Andy. Uh, it's coming up to five o'clock here on
0: RN Drive.